On Friday, I received a text message from our old friend Andy Santoro, who now reports at WDEF, uh, Channel 12 News. And she had texted me and she said, you know, I know you guys were talking about the Riverbend lineup earlier this morning, meaning Friday morning's edition of the Morning Press. And she asked me, she said, you know, I've been getting some feedback from uh, black folks and people of color, just wondering where the diversity is in this year's lineup. And, and she asked me, she said, have you gotten any kind of feedback like that? And I said to her, I, respl- I responded, I say, you know, it's interesting because I actually did get a message on social media from a black woman who's a, 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 a friend and a fan and we talk sometimes about different things and she was wondering the same thing and so Andy was asking me she said do you think that's like really newsworthy or worth a story and I said well I mean I've gotten one message from a black woman who listens to my show and so maybe it is and so she went ahead and uh, did a story Channel 12 News on Friday and uh, interviewed Hamilton County Commissioner Kathleen Jeter about this. And uh, if you didn't catch the story on Friday, uh, the story points out that this year's Riverbend lineup includes 25 acts. The headliners, who are the main draw, are three bands, Jason Isbell, The 400 Unit, Caged the Elephant, The Brothers Osborne. These bands are all white and all male. Now, Mitchell Hall from Friends of the Festival, he was interviewed says this, unfortunately, with the type of music we want, our budget, and who's available this year, this is just how it fell this year. We would like to have more diversity with the headliners, but it's just what's out there, what's available, is what we got. One Hamilton County commissioner says Riverbend brands itself as a music festival for all people and has branded itself that way for decades. She is not satisfied with the selection process, or with this year's lineup. Hamilton County Commissioner Kathleen Geeter says this. Is there even diversity and inclusion at the committee level on who gets to decide what is the right representation for a music festival in Chattanooga? Chattanooga is, again, if we're talking about uniting us and one Chattanooga, it needs to be representative of all of us, not just one community or set of people. Ms. Geeter says she's choosing not to attend the festival this year for that reason. Quote, I'm choosing not to go, and the reason is because I think for me, I want to make a stand that, again, I was not included. I am all for uniting us as a city and a county, and I want to move forward in that direction. And I want to, whoever sits on that committee, be willing to have those necessary conversations but it's not an environment that I feel represents me, says Ms. Jeter. Um, you know, guys, I think this is its a conversation to have because uh, the black woman I had mentioned who messaged me, uh, my response to her was pretty much what we talked about on Friday. I said, look, if you're looking at the kinds of acts that draw at music festivals, um, number one, the demographic of a Bonnaroo or a Moon River is predominantly white. I mean, you know, if, if we're talking about race, sure, let's talk about race. The demographic is predominantly, I would say, middle to upper income white music fans. Now, that doesn't mean you can't book a black act. I think if you just wait, uh, you know, this is the first year that Riverbend's kind of trying to 
more target that music festival demographic. There's plenty of black acts in that demographic. There's guys like Gary Clark Jr. Uh, there's guys like Michael Kuanuka. Um, there's uh, there's people like Leon Bridges, who I think th- these are all phenomenal acts that really appeal to that Bonnaroo, Moon River, Riverbend uh, festival demographic. But, you know, truth be told, I think if that's the demographic you're going after, it's going to be a predominantly white demographic with predominantly white acts. Now, you know, is that a problem? Is that an issue? I'm a white guy, so I guess don't ask me. (laughs) I I would almost go for the Rooney rule, which is the rule made in the NFL that you don't necessarily have to hire minorities, but you have to give an opportunity and interview minorities. So I'm not sure who is in the mix. So, again, you might have been, you know, and I don't know what the process is either. Are, are they are they bound to some sort of process where everyone's represented? Probably. I mean, not bound by that, but probably is, uh, that's a good idea. But you don't know who is available. If they just said, I want a country act, I want a white act, I don't want any African-American acts or jazz acts or whatever, 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 I guess I don't see the world through that prism, in in all honesty. Some music I like, some music I think sucks, you know. It's, but... I mean, you you don't know who's out there. So so if I were River, I'll say this: if I were Riverbend, I would say here. You know, do you tip your hand and say here's who we were looking at? Here's the you know twenty acts that we were looking at as possible headliners, and we the money was right and the dates were right and this was right for these three. I, I don't yeah. I don't know how that works, but I know I know the I know some of the people that have input. And they're pretty darn serious about music, you know, about music. I'll just leave it at that, about music. And I don't know if the diversity is part of it or they just want the best bands for the best price for the best bang for their buck. I, I, but I, yeah. I think they're just music lovers. I don't know if they're white they music are... lovers or black music lovers or this kind of music lovers. I think they're just music lovers. I think, Jim, there's a lot of factors that go into this, and I think there's no easy answer to this question. I I think it really depends on who you are and how you view the lineup. And uh, look, honestly, if I were a black person, yes, I would look at this lineup and I'd say, who are these people? Like, you know, where's where's the act that appeals to me? Um, I would also say this. I don't think for a second that Friends of the Festival gets together and says, how can we put together a perfect white lineup <laughs> for a white audience? No, this is this is not an example of, say, um, uh, you know, segregation on purpose. We only want to put together a festival that's going to appeal to white music fans and white music lovers. No, that that that's not the case. Now, if it a went that this come- if it went that way for five years in a row or something, that may. But your survey sample is really one, okay? Right. So I, I just don't know if you can draw a conclusion. Maybe maybe you say, and I've said this about different riverbends, and you probably have too. Some appeal to me more than others, I, mm-hmm. and I get that. And there, there may be some years when you know no one was really in my wheelhouse or whatever. But again, then the next year it was. So I think if, if you know if you start on that one point on the line and a trend develops, then I think you have a legitimate complaint. I'm not sure I'd judge this quickly. I, I would also say this, Jim. Uh, you know, if the conversation is about segregation, well, guess what? You know that that's a bigger conversation about 
the entire country. The fact of the matter is, folks, most of our entertainment, okay, I know it's 2022 in the United States, but look around. Most of the entertainment options, whether it's uh, restaurants, bars, and nightclubs where people hang out, whether it's music festivals, movies, uh, TV that people tune into, no, in a lot of ways, we are still a segregated country. Uh, you know, Black people like to watch their television and their movies. White people like to go to their music festivals and the type of festivals that appeal to them. If you look at Bonnaroo, I've got news for you. 90%, if not 95% of the audience at Bonnaroo is white people. Uh, you know, is that right or wrong? I'm not saying that. I'm not even getting into that debate. I'm just giving you the numbers. And if you go to a Bonnaroo or go to Moon River, yeah, 90% of the faces you're going to see are white people. 90% of the acts you're going to see on the stage are white people. I think, you know, the minority community is saying, well, you know, I mean, if you're a black person, you're saying, hey, we're 15% we're of the population. We're not trying to say that we're the majority of the population, but we're 15% of the population. Can you give us even one act out of the 20? Yeah. I mean, you know. You know, in but then after 30%, that, Jim, it comes Nugent. down to what you were just saying. It comes down to scheduling. It comes down to who's available this particular year. Yeah. And I guarantee friends of the festival would say, hey, just, you know, give us a year or two. And I think you're probably going to see a lot of those acts you want to see. We just couldn't get them this year. So 267-1023, if you want to join in on that conversation, is the Riverbend lineup diverse enough? Does it show absolutely no diversity? Hamilton County Commissioner Kathleen Jeter again saying she's not even going to the festival this year because as a black woman, she doesn't feel included, doesn't think there's anything on the lineup. That's for her. She says she's not even going to this year's festival for this exact reason. Uh, here's what she told News 12 now, quote, is there even diversity and inclusion at the committee level? On who gets to decide what is the right representation for a music festival for Chattanooga. Chattanooga is, again, if we're talking about uniting us and being one Chattanooga, well, it needs to be representative of all of us, not just one community or one set of people. Gotten plenty of uh, feedback via text message on this topic. One texter here says, I'm a white female, and I don't even know who any of these bands are. <laughs> so that sounds like... At least one white female out there who's not interested in seeing the festival either. Texter here from 206 say, says, are we saying black people only listen to black artists? I'm white. I heard the lineup and I'm not going. Not a single act that I want to see. But if Darius Rucker, who's black, was there or even a good rapper, I might have been interested. Hmm. Texter here says Riverbend has a great lineup, and it's not about racism or segregation. There are plenty of black festivals, rap festivals, which I won't go to, but I will also not say it's not diverse if there are no white bands. The commissioner is just trying to stir the pot and get attention. Makes me sick that any time and everything is now either racist or not politically correct. Well, I don't, I don't think that's the message that Miss Jeter is trying to send here. And I would also say this, you know, to the listener who says, well, there's plenty of black festivals out there, rap festivals, etc. Yes, I agree. But doesn't that also speak to the segregation that she's talking about? Where there's, you know, a black festival for black people, a quote unquote rap festival. That's the one that's supposed to appeal to, you know, the black crowd. But um, for Riverbend, we're only doing white acts. 
again, I don't think this is an intentional act by Friends of the Festival. I think it's the kind of lineup that would be put together when you're trying to appeal to that music festival demographic. I think there are some black acts out there who appeal to that demographic. I know there are. I've named them. Sure. Maybe it's just yeah. this year they weren't available or the schedule just didn't come together that way. But, but River, uh, I, will, I will say, you know, because I've, I've worked with them uh, you know, a bunch uh, in, in uh, getting the announcement together, that Riverbend will tell you 30% of the performers, 30% fit into the diversity category of female or minority performers. That's 30%. You know, that's... that's that's a lot. Texter here says there's three white men on the morning press. One of the white men should be fired and a black woman hired in his place. Well, two things there. Nobody's saying an act should be dropped from Riverbend and replaced with a black act. Secondly, Kevin, I mean, this is something you and I, we've talked about this for years. I think everybody in talk radio wishes there were more black voices on the radio. But anytime there's a position that's been opened at talk radio, we we. You get the applications you get. Uh, it's predominantly white applicants, and there yeah. it is. I mean, that's basically the same explanation that Mitchell Hall has given, that we, we look at the acts who are out there, the vast majority of which are white, and this time around, it's a white lineup. You know, maybe give us a year or two, you'll see a black face in there. Who knows? A lot of people suggest that all three be fired. Yeah, sure. any, any given day, I'll step up and be the one to to get out, you know, just any given day. <laughs> I don't have any problem with that. But, you know, I mean, you know, it would be, I'd have hard, pre I'd be hard pressed to go ahead and tell the Shindellas that they're not black enough. You know, I really would. <laughs> or Los Amigos Invisibles, you know, I'd have a hard time telling them that, uh, yeah, you're a, you're a white act and don't fit the diversity, you know, uh, moniker there. So, you know, I'd have a hard time doing that. I don't think enough people understand, again, uh, demographics and how that works, whether we're talking about the media, whether we're talking about music festivals, etc. Again, I would argue uh, it's just a fact that, you know, the music festivals today that do the most business and sell the most wristbands, sell the most tickets, it is a predominantly uh, middle to upper class white audience. I would even say this. A lot of those festivals, maybe including Riverbend this year, um, it's a lineup that doesn't even appeal to all white people when you really think about it. I mean, they, look, there's no uh, me, myself. I'm into mostly punk, indie, uh, emo. No, I don't see any of those bands represented here. Th those, those, are not, those are not the bands that attract a lot of fans to a music festival in the South. The kind of bands that attract music fans to a festival in the South are the kind of bands that you see on the Riverbend lineup this year. And so that being the case, I have no problem with that. And if you, you know, every, if, every product is different, and every product has to appeal to its demographic. That's the demographic. If your musical tastes ended about 1980, as, as many of ours did, <laughs> then right. this is probably not going to be a festival for you. But, I mean, if you, if you like to discover some music that you might not have discovered, or that people in their 30s know, then, you know, I mean, maybe it is. I mean, it's... And, and, and again, you know, if the numbers are, are female and minority performers at 30%, you know, that, that's, that's reasonably strong, I would say. So. Well, and I think, uh, you know, Kevin, it's ironic you point that out because, again, uh, as soon as the lineup was announced, you get complainers and haters, people who are going to complain and hate on everything. And one of the complaints that was out there was from the older people, you know, the older Riverbend fans who – 
where's my REO Speedwagon and where's my 38 Special? I think those people would argue it's not racist, it's ageist. You yeah, know, there's yeah, there's yeah. no axe here for the old folks, well, right? And that's I mean, yeah, I mean and that's true. Like if your musical taste really kind of centered in the 70s, then 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 you know, unfortunately, because see, I'm of that age group too. See, we're kind of. Our time kind of was there, and now there's another generation coming up. You're saying we're not the target demographic? We're not target demographic in a lot of things, a whole lot of things. For God's sake, I got my first senior discount this year. So, but I'll say, I'll also, I'll say again, Kevin, to uh, to the black woman who messaged me about this. One, you know, then we we got a conversation going. There was a whole thread going back and forth, and. You know, one one of the uh, comments that I did make to her was, uh, just bear in mind, this this is not necessarily even a lineup that appeals to all white people. If if you think, you know, if if we're just talking about race, we've already gotten text messages from listeners here, and and I'm one of those music fans who, even as a white guy, not necessarily a lot of acts that I would see in this riverbend, but I still think it's a great it's a great lineup for music festival lineups. It it really is. It's 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 the top name acts you could possibly hope for for a music festival that's trying to attract that demographic. Yeah. My, so, my, you know, my wife loves Cage the Elephant and Grace Potter. Um and I'm a big Jason Ispel fan. Um you know, Moon Taxi, another one that both of us like. So so this you know, if you if you like it, get a wristband. $95 wgow.com. If you don't, find another festival. It's okay. It's all right. It's like any other product it, out there. You can say really no. Is. Guess what? Yeah. You can say no. You really can. It's okay. Some of the people are going to love this festival. Some people aren't. And that's okay. It doesn't have to appeal to everybody. It's going to have its audience. And if you're part of that audience, I got a wristband for you. It's like walking to Longhorn and saying, hey, I'm a vegan. <laughs> Why would you do it? Why are you discriminating <laughs> against me? Well, yeah. not really. This is just what we do. Yeah, we uh, Longhorn Steakhouse uh, for vegan. Hey, you guys, you don't have any vegan stuff there. You don't have nearly enough vegan stuff. All right, we'll go somewhere else then. All right, Bill is on line one. Bill, thanks for calling the morning press. You're on. Well, good morning. Many, many yeah. years ago, um, when I was uh, de- uh, with Riverbend, and I was on the periphery. I got to see what happened and what people don't realize is okay, we want to get this band. Well, if the band is not touring, you could throw several hundred thousands of dollars at them. They're still not going to come to Chattanooga for one night. They just don't do that. Or they may be they may be going into the uh, into the studio to do another album or something like that. A lot of it has to do, and I think the let me say this: I think the the Riverbend people this year have done a great job. Now maybe uh, you know. There may, you know, there may be some hip hop bands, some R and B bands, stuff like that, but they're not going to tour uh, east of the Mississippi. Uh, I mean, west of the whatever. They're not going to tour our area. Are they going to stay strictly into the Northeast, or maybe they're going to do only California? And that's the kind of stuff you have to deal with. And when they say they're going to do that, again, again, you could give them, you can give them boxfuls of money. That doesn't mean that they're going to come to Chattanooga to do that. And and I think a lot of people uh, don't realize that perhaps it's not the, the people trying to get the bands. It can also be the bands that are saying, no, we're not going to do this. Now, for, for whatever reason, traditionally, a lot of bands like to tour Europe 
in the summertime. Yeah. I don't know why, but okay. You know, but that's the kind of thing that, that, that people putting together these festivals have got to deal with. I guarantee you the people at Riverbend right now are working on next year's um, uh, uh, festival, trying to, trying to uh, you know, get people in there and see what they're going to do. Now, also, too, there have been many times that I have seen where bands, you know, it, you know there was a, 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 a contract process, and before the process was over, they said, no, you know what, we're going to go into the studio. No, we've got another date that day. You know, that kind of stuff. So that's what people need to understand. And and I think, and I'm just going to say it like this. Uh, if you like music, go to the festival. If you don't like it, don't go, just like y'all said. <laughs> you know, uh, I tell you what, for $85, you could buy a CD. And, and you could listen to your favorite group all the time. <clears throat> that's all I got to say. Sorry, guys. No, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Yeah, Bill, appreciate that phone call. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, again, uh, it's just a true statement that a lot of this goes back to scheduling. Um, Give it a year or two. And like I said, there's plenty of black acts out there that fit very nicely into into the festival vibe. Uh, People like Gary Clark, people like Michael Kunuka, people like Leon Bridges, and, uh, and lots more. Lots more of them. But, you know... They might not have been available this year. They might not be on tour right now. Also, don't forget the whole COVID thing is screwed up enough, too. So just give it a year or two, and who knows? Maybe there will be a few more uh, acts of color on that lineup. 